are listening to BC Museum Portraits, and I'm project manager Spencer Stewart. In this episode, we'll be speaking with museum manager of the Tofino and Clayquot Heritage Museum, Trish Malfair, as well as Historical Society board member, Steve Bernard. Trish and Steve, thank you for taking the time to speak with me about the history of the Tofino Museum and the Tofino Heritage Society. Let's start with both of you, how you got involved in museums and cultural heritage. In 2003, we had a discovery of a wrought iron anchor in Templar Channel, and there was a little bit of a iron thing protruding out from the underwater sand dune and a crab trap got fouled in it so they sent a diver down and then the diver's father was Rod Palm who was a shipwreck guy. They came here in the 70s to look for a Tonquin. It was a famous shipwreck that disappeared on the coast. And so we raised the anchor and it was encrusted with up to 400 rare trade beads and it corresponded with the First Nations oral history. Mm of the Tonquin. There was some discussion that the incident happened up farther up the coast, but where we're now is it's been accepted that the, this is the only place that's got the oral history. So with the anchor and the, the history, we thought we were onto something big. We haven't proven it that it's the Tonquin. We don't have the smoking gun like a plate or Captain Thorne's name on it or anything like that. But as a result, when the artifact came up, we had to conserve it and deal with it properly under the Heritage Act. And part of that was to create a space where researchers could access it and it could be in the public domain. So that was the impetus to start the museum. And we had another location. Uh, we got into this place about five or six years ago. 16, I believe. It was all volunteer. A couple of years ago, we hired a manager and with students. We have one and a half or two permanent employees. The Tonquin Foundation had run its course and it was switched to the Tofino Clockwood Heritage Society and that's the most recent iteration and it moved from a maritime discovery center. We were still doing active archaeological explorations and then when the Tonquin Foundation wound up we dropped that and it's more of a general history museum now. And For me, I think it's a culmination of lifelong interest and fascination with history and the stories that places have to tell and the imaginings of the people and the events that have happened there before. I lived in Tofino before and a few months ago I just really felt Tofino was calling me back and became aware of this opportunity I thought, this is perfect. <laughs> Met with Steve and other members of the society and here I am, learning as I go and loving every minute of it. What are some of the other uh, items in the collection? We started out with a bunch of marine stuff, but we've expanded the collection to include a bit more First Nations stuff, local history stuff. I think there's a lot of situations where a restaurant has a historical theme and then the restaurant closes or the gas station and rather than those all of that kind of stuff rather than have that dissipate into private hands we've stepped in and taken those collections what are some stories that you don't see represented in the collection yet i'd like to see people donating some private pictures just to chronicle the history of tofino mm -hmm. and from a family perspective because there's founding families slomans hansons gibsons 
And we've been getting a bit of that stuff, but as you develop public trust, you proceed. We have lots of propellers and ship gizmos and stuff like that. We have to be careful about what we take on, right? Sure. So we haven't actively collected things, but when something, like I said, is going to dissipate, then we step in. But what are some of the, the strategies to be out in the community, to raise awareness of your interests and your mandates? We get guest speakers and we were doing walking tours of around town, which were fairly popular. And I think we were doing kind of a community museum, the idea of a community museum, having people come in and comment on things, tell their stories, visit the museum, share their stories, it seemed to be something that we were doing pre-COVID, which got a lot of participation, including First Nations. Yeah. There's a bunch of anchors around, so there's a bit of a walking tour with that. So outside artifacts with interpretive display, yeah. I think is really good to engage the public in the history. Yeah. And it's there 24 seven. So yeah. that's a theme that uh, we want. Now the Arts Council is working on a pretty big project so you can do a self-guided tour. So mm -hmm. I think that's gonna launch around Christmas time. That will help things because people get walking around. Hopefully they'll find us yeah. and come in. What are some other items in the collection that you have that you feel really are emblematic of Tofino history? We have a collection of model fishing boats that was donated by one of our directors. Mm. That forms the nexus of our commercial fishing display. Mm. Chronicles a little bit about how that impacted. We do have artifacts actually from the Hera, mm. which is another shipwreck yeah. that went down and caught on fire and had a thousand barrels of Rainier beer on it. And so we bought the last section of the, the bottles there. That's a way to bring in some younger people mm. and stuff like that. And we've got some books on it. We have a medal that was given to to one of the people that helped save the crew. Mm. And it uh, was from the Pre Presidential Medal of Honor. And so we've got some pieces to that. And the exciting part of, of this is that every time you retell a story, there's nuances and things that you can revisit. What are some things that you're seeing present day Tofino that you think are real significant moments, key transitions to the future of Tofino? What do you have an eye to as a museum that you're eager to document? With the tourism economy, we've seen you got to turn them into an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that this place is something that can help ground the town as far as having a bit of history and understanding. Mm -hmm. To help all people to come here and when they're new to town, they can get a vibe. Mm -hmm. The more we can kind of document that. Now, with the tourism economy, it brings tremendous opportunities for resources and exposure and having something in the town that complements the other activities. The First Nations issues are tantamount to everybody right now and how museums deal with that is difficult and we are working with that and we have connections and that's going to be something that as we move into the future uh, we'll be working on more. What we struggled with here in town is building that public trust. We've got a proper collection software, we got insurance, we've been established now yeah. as the museum and we get core funding from the district of Tofino which is linked to the tourism hotel tax right? And so this thing is funded through visitor services and we're using that to document the local history. The model that we're pursuing is something in Tofino that's manageable. Mm -hmm. I think Eculet Area Historical Society is working away on something there. And I think that the First Nations will be building some kind of cultural center down the road. So rather than trying to 
lump all of these things into one museum at the airport or something. Yeah. I can see a network of these smaller institutions. And, it, and it's just, you could spend a whole day or two days visiting Tofino, walking around, going to Uculet, checking the history out there. Eventually there is going to be some First Nations things. I know they're working on it. Yeah. And it's going to be a way to build that experience. Trish, you were mentioning that you've come to this position relatively recently and, and engaging in the museum in this way. With the sort of fresh eyes and perspective to the museum, what are some potentials that you see in the holdings of the collection and some of the stories that can be told through it? It's very interesting for me to uh, talk with and get feedback from the visitors, the kind of things that they appreciate and are interested in. It gives me some cues to what they want to talk about and hear about and think about more. So there's so many ways that we could move with it. It's got a high focus on marine heritage, some of the indigenous heritage, everything from first contact onward. And people also want to talk about things like uh, surfing, like the history of surfing and all sorts of things that I would not have originally have thought about. but people are willing to share this with me. We're currently working on island history, like the little islands off of yeah. Tofino. We did do one on Vargas Island ranchers in World War One because there was a lot of homesteading out here and trying to uh, farm this area, which wasn't entirely successful. Yes. It's like Scotland, right? There's like the Vargas Island is an entire peat. It's a huge sphagnum bog. Beautiful bogs for people that want to go and hike a trail. We're doing Stubbs Island now. Uh, that was the original town at Tofino, and it's got an interesting history. The island's been donated to the Nature Conservancy of Canada, so it's going back to a, a previous state there. The airport, there's a big military history here as far as uh, there's a huge airport here and military base out there, and there's history with that. Surfing, definitely mining. Mm. There's all kinds of little mines all over the place here. The small scale stuff, there's been forestry here too. We've got a bit on that. And the environmental movement, that's uh, uh, been documented to some extent. What, what are your hopes and aspirations for the museum? And, and what are some of the challenges or obstacles in achieving some of those aims? I think the challenge is to keep this thing going in perpetuity and come up with something that, let's say, if I can't keep it, tie it together. We want it to survive, and I think it will. So I, I think that's something that we I think about. And I'm not leaving town or gonna be around for a while, but be living here my whole life, basically. But we want to look at something that the museum community can keep going. Probably more, I would think, more of a, a relationship with the district at Tofino in the long term. But this is all just me thinking. I haven't initiated anything. Where we want to go, yeah. just the thing is, uh, I've called it Museum One 1.0, which is you finally evolve from volunteers to having an employee. When I go back to the district and do my pitch, this is like Museum 2.0 is one and a half employees with a student. 3.0 is two employees, but a linkage with a post-secondary institution nice. so that either we can get a, a graduate student in or a co-op student in, but always have one because accommodations is tough in this town. Yeah. So as soon as you lose something, it's hard to get it back. Yeah, so sure. what I'd like is to just go to the 3.0 and then we have constant students coming through, learning, doing projects. So partnering with a post-secondary and making it a co-op placement. Where do you start in your thoughts about that process of development? Incremental, yeah. 
And for all these other community museums, you have to have a full-time employee before you can access the federal MAP projects and the big grant institutions. So you sort of got to get on your legs and get off that volunteer thing and have some staff. And then you can get at the federal program, which we've just managed to do for funding. So that's one step. The more the museums open, the more you can get revenue from the door. Mm -hmm. I wish you both all the best into the future with the museum and all the projects. Thank you. This has been another BC Museum Portrait. BC Museum Portraits is done in partnership with the BC Museum Association. To hear more portraits and view the accompanying images made by project photographer Tayu Hayward, please go to museum.bc.ca. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time.